0: Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit dairylanedental.com. I'm Mark Mantha. This is news and life about the people of Muskoka, about sustainable living and rethinking communities, innovation, resourcefulness, and simplicity quality of life and getting the most out of what we have. Turn it up, do some chores, the best way to take in the show. Over time, people have asked me if a couple or a family could live in a place like the Manchu mini home I designed, built and live in. The answer is up to those people and what they feel that they need to live. It was a while back when I told the story of a family of four. Their new home was one of those pop-up tent trailers, and an open-style kind of hut, about 12 by 12. Now, that's quite minimal. It wasn't Muskoka. Pop-up tents aren't exactly year-round shelter. It was someplace warm, and they did find that going to that extreme caused them to relate and communicate more. One day, the daughter was upset and went to her room. She couldn't slam the curtain shut. It was such close proximity that they talked more and worked things out. I'll come back to the mini-home and talk about how many people can live in it. The first lighting of the wood stove never gets old, and the smell and that cozy kind of warmth unlike any other, and it has been calculated that a well-designed mini-home shouldn't use any more firewood than what can grow back on a well-forested five acres of land. Although the smoke might be considered not environmentally friendly by some, not all solutions are perfect, and as long as you're moving in the right direction and being the change, it's still better than burning the usual fossil fuels. I only burn a cord or less. And it's all about the home size and good passive design that we've known about for a very long time. It's not complicated, but it has to be done right. We've talked about the fact that in any municipality-approved home design and building code, your wood stove will not be considered as a primary source of heat. So the wood stove will not be considered as a heat source at all. One of the main reasons is likely because a wood stove can't run on its own and it needs to be tended and refueled manually. There is a canary in the coal mine of the climate crisis we're in. Okay, there's a canary yelling in a coal mine. I just realized that famous line relates so well to the climate crisis because it's a canary and it's in a coal mine. One of the canaries in the coal mine is blue hydrogen. Hydrogen marketed as a fuel for the future. And production of blue hydrogen requires natural gas and fracking. So blue hydrogen is not a green energy. It's a fossil fuel project that has been heavily subsidized by the government in the billions. And since the Paris Accord years ago, where many key countries have always been meeting their targets and steadily reducing greenhouse gas emissions, Canada who also signed on to that agreement is pumping out 20% more. How do you feel about the future for your children and grandchildren? This is the so-called kicker. The process of making blue hydrogen requires a lot of energy. For every unit of heat in the natural gas at the start of the process, only 70 to 75% of that potential heat remains in the hydrogen product. In other words, if the hydrogen is used to heat a building, you would need to use 25% more natural gas to make blue hydrogen than if the natural gas was used directly for heat. Let's pause on that for just a moment, and I'll expect that a lot of resources will go into marketing the benefits of blue hydrogen to you. Sorry, planet. I'm burning some wood and propane, about two-thirds less than I would in an average-sized home, so I kind of signed on to the Paris Agreement myself. I met my target well before 2030, and at least I can take responsibility for my own existence, transitioning to a greener home and transitioning to a greener lifestyle. Dressing up blue hydrogen as a green energy doesn't mean it is. We know better, and you can't pull the wool over our eyes here in Muskoka, where it's all about the land, the water, the environment, and our safety. The people of Parry Sound, Muskoka. Everyone. We'll be right back. Full disclosure, I'm not an expert. I only play when on TV. And even though coconuts are found in a grocery store, I will not suggest that coconuts migrate. The bear is a very resourceful scavenger. Maybe my spirit animal is a bear. I get excited and can see great value in the bags of leaves on the roadside in the fall. I see great compost and the decorative bales of straw left over after Halloween. One of those square bales of straw is months of bedding for three egg-laying hens. I got really excited to find a bale of straw. I was in Huntsville at the table soup kitchen, grocery. The concept of this kind of no-charge grocery is dignity. Anyone can come in and pick up what they need in confidence and serviced by kind and caring staff. While there, I struck up a conversation with Dallas. I shouldn't say a conversation because I listened a lot, much of which revolved around the housing crisis and dignity, and I learned a lot from Dallas on that day. It was empathetically intense and a compelling perspective I hadn't heard before. Thank you, Dallas. These kinds of community conversations are important. Anyone you meet can be a teacher. I just love a local business that can pick up the phone and call what would in every sense be the competition and ask if they have something in stock for you. That's community. Collaboration with less emphasis on competition. In my corporate days in Toronto, the big boardroom was called the war room, as if we were at war with our competitors in the marketplace. And back then, I thought that to be a little ridiculous. I preferred not to spend so much time emulating the successes in the marketplace, but rather build on our own uniqueness and individuality, much like we do here in Muskoka. Sure, you still have to be relevant to the market, but share with them something they can only get from you, and you're golden. Collaboration will always be sustainable and have more potential than competition that creates winners and losers. Our small towns and largely rural districts are peppered with innovative collaborators, we still thrive on personal relationships and know who we can trust while giving someone new a chance. When you consider the vast districts of Perry Sound and Muskoka have just over 100,000 eligible voters, I find even when I go anywhere within those borders, I can easily find businesses and organizations that are working together. I can spot their local products and regional products carried in shops and markets. Even eggs from South Mary Lake Road sold in the grocery all the way down there in New Market. Because corporate stores collaborate with our independent farmers and businesses. Collaboration we all win. Continuous mutual benefit. Every time I see an old barn, I see community. Back in the day. We used to all get together to raise that barn. I often think about our community groups like ongoing community barn raisers. This is all very evident in our network of community organizations, sharing resources, managing logistics. We don't compete. Has anyone heard from Esquire Spike Berkshire? November 2nd was Brian White Day. It's official because I just said it on the radio. It was the first snowfall of the year, and Brian, like a true Muskoka trooper, went for a lake swim. Brian owned his day. Brian is sometimes referred to as Ambassador Brian. I did notice that Brian came out of the lake a little faster than going in. Apparently, this was a test run for the polar bear dip, one of the best attractions and demonstrations of courage and foolishness. Yes, the Gravenhurst Winter Carnival, we're planning. Stay tuned, Skokie might be making some appearances. Remember, a five-ounce bird cannot carry a one-pound coconut. Let's be clear, coconuts are not migratory. Or as someone across the ocean might say, coconuts are not more My Sustainable Life will be back after a short break. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit dairylanedental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka. Your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. We're back with My Sustainable Life with host Mark Mantha. All things considered life is good. Growing up, I was always so inquisitive, and I remember some very specific questions I asked adults and being disappointed at their responses and treating me like a six-year-old, which I was. I just needed to know things. I've been fortunate to have had the opportunity to travel. It changed me. We all have our beliefs, but the open mind allows better opportunities to a fuller truth, and travel can broaden empathy, knowledge, and compassion, and maybe help to be a better, kinder human being. Our community is a family, and our community has a reputation beyond Muskoka. Nancy Cronin, not long ago, was the president of the board of directors for a well-known not-for-profit community cooperative. And Nancy we miss you. The last question on a requested referral was, do you have anything to add about Nancy Cronin? And my response, we would have her back in a heartbeat. Stay well, friends. I know we will meet again. Now, about that mini home I live in, that question at the opening, could a couple or family live in a place like the mini home I designed, built, and live in? I can have Eight people comfortably inside for Manchu-style dining. Yes, really, Manchu-style dining is a thing, but there are no limits to eating al fresco outside or campfire cooking. But how many can live comfortably in my mini-home? That depends on what those individuals feel they need to live and what they are willing to let go of. There's no discomfort or hardship in my lifestyle. It's the simplest realization that all the stuff I collected over the years had no necessity. I'd say that somebody who is well-tuned into making a change can live in the splendid simplicity of 500 square feet. And I will suggest that a family of four can enjoy a good, wholesome, simple life. Families of eight to ten were raised in small wartime homes. For sleeping, with one bedroom, loft, and room for cots in the kitchen, easily room for eight. Building a 108-square-foot bunkie can sleep another six and no permit required, but remember that the square footage is measured from eave to eave of the overhang of the roof, not the floor footprint of your bunkie. Then, there's lots of room to park trailers and pitch tents. I know a family of three close by who are loving their tiny home on wheels at about 350 square feet, and it might be less. Living small is the new living large. Lower your cost to live and do the things that you love to do. I'm going to say it again, but it bears repeating. As a permanent residence, you still need to have septic for sewage out in the country and a well for water, and budget around $25,000 for those two items. Two muffins are baking in the oven. One says, it's hot in here. The other says, hey, a talking muffin. active living keeps you healthy your lymphatic system that helps detoxify your body works really well when you're moving your lymphatic system part of your immune system protects your body from illness causing invaders maintaining body fluid levels and removing cellular waste reminder my mini home is out in the countryside Urban areas in general still have too many municipal restrictions and I can have hens out here for fresh eggs. Got some maple trees? You can tap them in the spring. Pick fiddleheads and wild leeks from the forest grocery. Start a garden or two. Anyone living well into their 90s hasn't spent a lot of time laying around on the couch. And a homestead that keeps you active is a home that keeps you healthy unlearn having every convenience. I love living without the latest gizmos and gadgets. Look at me, using a whisk and using my wrist and moving my joints. Since I eat more whole foods, I put out two-thirds less trash. One time, I missed the garbage pickup for up to three weeks in a row, and it was no big deal. The Monchu Mini Home This is where people come to decompress from daily life. And shouldn't daily life be wonderful and relaxing? It still boggles my mind how I commuted and fought the sea of stressful traffic to go north to relax, then wanting to leave early to beat the traffic back to that high-quality daily life. Now it's cottage life. Every day. Permanently. It was an idea I decided to live that was long before pandemic life. I lead a busy life, but it's on my own terms and doing the things I love to do while having time for friends and family. I can't tell you how much of a gift it is for me to be able to spoil my guests with good wholesome foods. Each dish served on its own, giving food the full honor and respect it deserves. The success of a great dish comes first from the quality of the ingredients and much of that quality is achieved by buying local and fresh. The recipes are simple. It's the wholesome ingredients that make all the difference. Something that I observed and learned from my friend Giorgio in Italy. Even my father liked to cook. In his younger days, he was a cook in a lumberjack camp for a time. Don't think for a minute that all lumberjack camp cooks were somehow lesser in preparing great comfort food. He was great in the kitchen. When I ventured out to live in my first apartment, I was ready. I knew how to swing a hammer, make a good meal, and a few outdoor skills too. They taught me well and how to survive in the real world. But another day with no place to use calculus. When you're local in these parts of the Muskoka countryside, there are just some things you know to do. The just-in-case things. Some extra gas stored in the garage. Maybe a backup generator. Some solar backup. Canning from the garden for the winter months. Well-seasoned firewood and a little more than you might need. After a good storm, you might put the chainsaw in the truck for that tree fallen across the road. Nothing we can't handle here. Winter is coming on. Wishing you comfort, safety, good health, and make sure you have some joy in your life. Stay in touch with your family, your friends, and your neighbors often. I like a good game of Scrabble, Fireside, and I'm looking forward to the changeover to the next season. My sustainable life is going on two years, and time sure flies when you're involved in the community and having fun. Fun is good. Have some every day. Thank you for joining me and being my guest. Take care. Look out for one another. This is Mark Mantha with My Sustainable Life at the Hunter's Bay. MIGWitch. A la prochaine les amis. And until next time, my friends. Real people. Real conversations. Real radio. Here on Muskoka Magazine.